Hello. Uh, I am Kenna. I am Koel. And welcome back to Diagnosing a Killer. Mental Turning this off. <laughs> Shit. So, we're back with another quick mental breakdown. This one's going to be probably only like 20 minutes, 25. It's not going to be super long, but mm-hmm. it is really interesting. So, I wanted to talk about it. Uh, we have talked about this in passing in certain cases, and we've mm-hmm. kind of mentioned it, like, you know, just because we like, I think it's super interesting. So, we're going to talk actually <laughs> in depth about it. So, today we are going to be talking about Munchenhausen syndrome. Or is it Munchausen? I always say Munchenhausen. 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 So, (laughs) if that sounds really German, it's because it is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, they have actually renamed this disorder. The actual name for it is called factitious disorder. Oh. So, it's called factitious disorder, also known as Munchausen. Uh, it was named after Baron von Munchausen. Love it. <laughs> that Baron? was actually pretty good. Baron. B A R O N. Baron von. Or probably Baron. Baron. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it's Baron. Baron, Baron von, von Munchausen. Munchausen. Damn, that is a super strong German. name. Yeah. I love that. He was an 18th century German officer. Okay. And he was known for embellishing the stories of his life. That's what that fictitious <gasps> he was a comes fucking from. liar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and. <laughs> Munchausen syndrome involves the falsification of physical or psychological signs or symptoms with no obvious reward. Not to be confused with somatic symptom disorder, which is in the DSM-5, in that patients are aware that they're exaggerating, or hypochondriasis, where sufferers of hypochondriasis actually believe that they have the disease. Okay. Factitious disorder is when you falsify the disease, but you know that you don't have it. Okay. Whereas hypochondriacs think that they, they really do, have they it. Do. <laughs> yeah, okay. and they're not they're not uh, falsifying on purpose. Okay. Now, the prevalence of factitious disorder is unknown since the disorder involves deception, mm-hmm. and in hospital settings, it's estimated that up to 1% may meet criteria for factitious, factitious disorder. Hmm. Um, it's more common in women and healthcare workers, which I thought was interesting. You said in a hospital? Mhm. In hospital say? settings. It's estimated that up to one per- so 1% of patients in hospitals... Have it? Met- it's estimated that they meet criteria. What? Yeah. Wow. I mean... That's pretty... If you find wow. yourself in a hospital bed for a long period of time, it's not out of the realm of possibilities to think that some people would kind of come to like that attention yeah. and that, you know, constant comfort and yeah. care, you know? Interesting. Um... In factitious disorder imposed on another, a.k.a. Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which Mm -hmm. we'll also talk about, almost all perpetrators are female, and more than 95% of those are the mother of the the victim. (gasps) I know. It makes you, like, jeeves. So for the prognosis, factitious disorder usually has first onset in early adulthood, and it often follows a hospitalization for medical or psychiatric reasons. So again, you go and you get taken care of and seen by someone who is their job is to make you comfortable yeah. and happy and content some people kind of realize oh like this I is could a do way this to forever. get attention exactly yeah. individuals often have a history of multiple hospital admissions and are often willing to undergo invasive procedures like okay i had hip surgery in december of 2019 i yeah. think or 20- 2020 and 
it was terrifying for me, and I was terrified to go under the knife, so to speak. Yeah. Like, these people kind of, like, welcome that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, or, I, it's like when... It's like a drug, you would mm-hmm. think, you know, that, that you have, like, a certain tolerance. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, that that amount of attention felt really good. What if I do something more extreme? The attention is going to yeah. be greater and the more rewarding it feels. And, like, if I have open heart surgery, I'm in the hospital for months. And, yeah. you know, I, they have to take care of me then, right. you know. Uh, the overall prognosis is generally poor. When confronted, the majority of individuals will deny their behaviors and very few will seek treatment. Hmm. Which is odd because you'd think that you'd want the treatment, but they yeah. don't want to admit that they have a problem. They just want to be taken care of and, right. and believed that they have this disease or yeah. disorder. Now, for factitious disorder imposed on another, again, uh, Munchausen by proxy, it usually begins after an initial hospitalization of the individual's child or other dependent for legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. For the victims of Munchausen by proxy, uh, for example, children, the mortality rate can be between 6 to 22 percent. Wow. And uh, for the victims, poisoning and suffocation are the most common forms of harm. Oh, that's awful. I know. Now, there's a couple different criterion that you uh, need to meet in order to be diagnosed with factitious disorder. So criterion A is falsification, uh, deliberately feigning of physical or psychological signs or symptoms, or induction of injury or disease associated with identified deception. Hmm. So you're faking an illness, mental or physical, or you're inducing an injury on yourself or a sickness. Yeah. Criterion B, the individual presents himself or herself to others as ill, impaired, or injured. So Mm -hmm. you're just pretending, you're telling people that you are ill, you're telling people that you are suffering from cancer when you're not. not. Criterion C, the deceptive behavior is evident even in the absence of obvious external rewards. So you are, like, you're not gaining anything. Not anything like physical. Yeah, you're you're not gaining any physical, uh, you know, gifts or rewards or even more attention, but you're still doing it. You're still trying to, trying to get that. And then criterion D, the behavior is not better explained by another mental disorder, such as delusional disorder or another psychotic disorder. Okay. Early stage medical conditions is one of those differential diagnoses. Uh, Clinicians suspecting factitious Factitious disorder should always rule out early stage medical conditions because they want to make sure that you're not actually suffering from something right. uh, before they just say, oh, you're faking. Oh, yeah, you're faking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, somatic symptom disorder, like I said earlier, there may be excessive attention and treatment seeking for perceived medical concerns, but there's no evidence that the individual is providing false information or behaving deceptively. Hmm. So um, they want the attention for the, like, for the medical condition, but they think that they actually might have it. They're not trying to fake it to get yeah. the attention, but well, they again, like the attention from thinking, you know, it doesn't right. make sense. And especially, you know, when you realize how rare it actually is. Yeah. And of course you don't really want to like walk into a situation and be like, oh, clearly this is a fictitious disorder. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, now malingering is another one. It's differentiated from factitious disorder by the intentional reporting of symptoms for personal gain. An example, money or like time off of work. So, in contrast, the diagnosis of factitious disorder requires the absence of obvious rewards. So, primary gain oh, would be... Okay. <clears throat> I get what you're saying. So, primary gain would be symptoms developed in order to assume the sick role to get medical attention and sympathy, and the secondary gain would be symptoms developed for obvious external gain, like time off work or compensation yeah. for missing out. I just can't come in today. Yeah. And lastly, a conversion disorder is a functional neurological symptom disorder, is also called. It's characterized by neurological symptoms that are inconsistent with neurological pathophysiology. Mm-hmm. Factitious disorder with neurological symptoms is distinguished from conversion disorder by evidence of deception falsification of symptoms. So it's just a little bit different. Than- and borderline, borderline personality disorder is also one of them. Mm. So I talked about 
Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen by proxy, but we're going to go into by, by proxy just a little bit more because I feel like Munchausen is kind of cut and dry. I gave you the criterion for that. Yeah. So um, when someone has Munchausen by proxy or factitious disorder imposed on another is what they call it, they might act as though their child or dependent has a medical condition that needs attention. If anybody has seen the show The Act, mm-hmm. uh, Gypsy Rose, it's based on a true story. Joey King is one of my favorite actresses, so it's a really good mm-hmm. it's a really good uh, series if you haven't seen it, but it, it talks about that. Yeah. In this case, however, the child or dependent person isn't sick. So people with, uh, I'm just going to call it FDIA because it's easier, people with FDIA lie about an illness and another person. This other person is usually someone in their care, often a child under the age of six, but in some cases, the dependent person can be another adult, disabled person, or an elderly person. Mm-hmm. So. so I thought this was interesting. What is the motivation behind factitious disorder imposed on another? So there may be different reasons, of course, why someone with this disorder might seek unnecessary medical treatment for a child or dependent, but often people with this disorder have an inner need for their child or other dependent person to be seen as ill or injured. It isn't done to achieve a concrete benefit like financial gain, but it is often done in order to gain the sympathy and special attention given to people who are truly ill and their families. Yeah. Um, i.e. getting on a boarding a plane early because you're in a wheelchair or yeah. because you have a, a disorder of some sort or a... Hmm. a disability of some sort they're saying you're saying that they do they want, want that? that to happen yeah I they see. want say so they see the it's the attention will, that yeah, you get. rewards or the attention of course that's yeah. that someone that actually suffers from that gets so they yeah. I want that you know i want to hmm. but not necessarily financial it's no, more of it, the reward it of attention. says yeah i i misspoke it it's not done to achieve financial gains. Right. Yes. They want the big check Mm -hmm. in front of, like, a live audience. They want, like, the (laughs) Make-A-Wish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So there are certain characteristics that are common in a person with Munchausen by proxy, including being a parent, usually a mother, but the person can also be the adult child of an elderly parent, spouse, Mm -hmm. or caretaker, Uh, sometimes being a healthcare professional or having medical knowledge. It kind of sounds like uh, Kristen... Kristen Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. Kind of. She yeah. she had a different uh, diagnosis, yeah. but it was almost similar well, to Well, then she burned that child, too, remember? Mm-hmm. She scalded that child Ugh, with hot water. Ugh. So awful. Uh, being very friendly and cooperative with the healthcare providers, of course. Appearing to be quite concerned. Some might even seem overly concerned about the child or designated patient. Mm-hmm. And possibly also suffering from a factitious disorder imposed on self. So this is Munchausen uh, syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like if they were to harm themselves or... Yeah. yeah. So usually, I think what they're trying to say is that usually it starts out maybe as self-harm or a Munchausen and then it can transfer into by proxy. Yeah. I think it's what they're saying is that Munchausen by proxy, you're likely to have Munchausen as well, but it doesn't go the other way. Like if you have just yeah. regular Munchausen, you don't necessarily Like have maybe you had Munchausen and then you had a baby and then yeah, it transfers. Exactly. Which I've heard cases of that yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, prevalence of Munchausen by proxy, there's actually no reliable statistics, like I said with the other one, and it is difficult to assess how common the disorder is because many cases go undetected. Mm-hmm. However, estimates suggest that about 1,000 of the 2.5 million cases of child abuse reported annually are related to it. Wow. Yeah. I always think about that, too. I mean, you know, not to talk too much about it because, you know, I have a big thing about talking about harming children and things mm-hmm. like that. It's not something that I typically want to talk about and if it is in one of my cases i usually just brush by it not to not out of being disrespectful to the victim but it's just it's really hard content for me to talk about yeah but um yeah i think we see that a lot is that you know a lot of these cases and i've seen quite a few of them especially because of covid and people are having to raise their own children Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know instead of them being in school 
Um, but with that, you know, we've had a lot of cases locally that it seems that there has been abuse in the family, maybe a Munchausen by proxy type situation, um, that it's just gone too far. And, yeah. you know, then they end up harming the child and either permanently or they, yeah. they kill the child. And it's just really sad. Yeah. Um, so what causes Munchausen syndrome, I thought was interesting as well. Several factors have been identified as possible causes. Uh, these include emotional trauma or illness during childhood, hmm. is often resulting in extensive medical um, attention. As a result of the trauma, a person may have unresolved issues with their parents that cause them to fake illness. They may do this because they have a compulsion to punish themselves by making themselves ill because they feel unworthy. They need to feel important and be the center of attention, or they need to pass responsibility for their well-being and care onto other people. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Another one is a personality disorder. So, of course, a mental health condition that causes patterns of abnormal behavior and thinking. Um, some of the different personality disorders thought to be linked is antisocial personality disorder, borderline, and narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And then also, I thought this was interesting, something else that can cause it is a grudge against authority figures or healthcare professionals. So... I wonder why. I know, but I think it's probably, like, you know, I don't... I don't know what the grudge thing kind of makes me think that they're like, well, you can take care of me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like yeah. you, so, like, here's your punishment, I guess. Yeah, kind of, you're or, like, forced your to take care of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, treating Munchausen syndrome can be difficult because most people with it refuse to admit that they have a problem and they refuse to cooperate with treatment plans. Uh, some experts recommend that healthcare professionals should adopt a gentle, non-confrontational approach and suggest that the person may benefit from a referral to a psychiatrist. Others argue that a person with Munchausen syndrome could be confronted directly and asked why they've lied and whether they have stress and anxiety. Which okay. is like, I feel like that's kind of aggressive. Yeah, I do feel like this is, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> people who have Munchausen's are genuinely mentally ill, but will often admit to having a physical illness. They'll only admit to having a physical illness instead of a mental illness. That's really interesting to me because I feel like people that suffer from factitious disorder, I would think would want the assistance or the focus on... Yes, I know a, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yes, but I also think that they think that once they get this treatment, they'll no longer need the assistance, so Ooh, they don't want to treat it, because that's what they want. You know, they yeah. want the help and the care. Okay. Um, if a person does admit to their behavior, they can be referred to a psychiatrist for further treatment. If they do not admit to lying, most experts agree that the doctor in charge of their care should minimize medical contact with them. Hmm. Uh, this is based on the doctor-patient relationship, of course, because it's based on trust, and if there's evidence the patient can no longer be trusted, the doctor is... Um, the doctor's unable to continue treating them. Yeah. It may be possible to help control the symptoms of factitious disorder if the person admits that they have a problem and cooperates with treatment. And there's no standard treatment for the syndrome, but a combination of psychoanalysis and CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, has shown some success. Hmm. Psychoanalysis is a type of psychotherapy that attempts to uncover and resolve unconscious beliefs and motivations. By the way, I got all of this off of a website. <laughs> and another thing, uh, family therapy might be beneficial mm -hmm. if you get everyone in the same room and kind of talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so lastly, I, there's not really any, like, celebrities that, you know, suffer from fictitious mm -hmm. disorder, but there is, like, famous cases of it. So I'm just going to touch on those. One of the most famous cases of Munchausen by proxy is actually Eminem, the rapper. Uh, a social worker accused his mother, Debbie Mathers, who uh, Eminem has rapped about in the past, about wanting to kill, mm -hmm. of having the disease in 1996 uh, during juvenile court proceedings for Eminem's younger brother. Wow. Uh, apparently, in 2002, well, when Eminem released the song Cleaning Up My Closet, mm -hmm. he describes himself as a victim of Munchausen by proxy. Wow. Uh, with the quote, 
quote, witnessing your mama popping prescription pills in the kitchen. Someone's always going through her purse and stuff's missing. In the, in the quote, it says, going through public housing systems, victim of Munchausen syndrome. My whole life, I was made to believe I was sick when I wasn't. Till I grew up, now I blew up. It makes you sick to your stomach. Wow. I didn't know that that line was actually in that song, because I've heard that song so many yeah. times, but yeah, isn't that? Wow. Yeah, that's like, I mean, I didn't think that that was, I'd never heard about that before, and I, was, I used to be a huge fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lacey Spears is another one that's hmm. a really well-known case. So to her online supporters, she was a blogger. Uh, she was a loving mother caring for her sick son named Garnet. Is she the one that um, poisoned him with salt? Yes. Um, so Gar- Garnet was nine weeks old and he had to have stomach surgery to prevent him from throwing up. Uh, uh, Spears said that he had suffered severe ear infections and projectile vomiting, but doctors couldn't figure out why he couldn't keep down food. Uh, his sodium level was found to be dangerously high as an infant, and um, I'm not going to go too much into it, but he ended up passing from the, uh, tr- from the she- abuse. Yeah. And lastly, uh, we just talked about it, Gypsy Rose, uh, her mom, Dee Dee Blanchard, was um, very... Well, I, we're, we're covering this case because yeah. it's so interesting, but she had been lying about... Uh, this was Munchausen by proxy again. Uh, but lying about her daughter Gypsy Rose's ailments since she was a baby, she subjected her to unnecessary surgery, medication. She uh, told her that she couldn't walk and that Gypsy Rose told her that she was blind uh, and like wheelchair. All this stuff. She also told and convinced Gypsy Rose that she had suffered from leukemia, muscular dystrophy, mental retardation, amongst other ailments. And that's a quote. And then. In a shocking turn of events, if you haven't seen the show, spoiler alert, um, Dee Dee Blanchard was found murdered in her home in 2015. Um, Gypsy, again, we'll go into the case, but Gypsy uh, found out that this is what was happening and... um, That she, yeah, that she was being manipulated. Yes. Yeah. Um, And uh, we'll get... I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll get (laughs) get to that case. But yeah, I just wanted to quickly touch on that. Again, we talk about that. I think that's such an interesting disorder, but I feel like... I mean, it's not as uncommon as you think. I feel like we can maybe dig into our memory bank and maybe think of a time that, oh, wow, maybe someone was, you know, in fact, suffering from either one of those mm-hmm. those disorders. But yeah, I think that that was the first time that I had heard that factitious disorder is actually the correct term for that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I, I learned I think something. it's really interesting the difference between factitious disorder and hypochondria yeah. disorders. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really interesting to me, only because I feel like, I I feel like I know a person or two that, you know, says something like that and you're like, is this person making themselves that way? Or mm-hmm. is it that they are overanalyzing themselves? Yeah, or they you truly know? believe that they have it. Or if they truly, yeah, exactly. So yeah, fa- fictitious is, is, you know that you Wait, don't have it, but you're going to pretend you that you it. do. Oh, okay. yeah. and Or you make it happen. And yeah. hypochondria is if you truly believe, believe that you have that it. You yeah. have it. But it's not a scary thing. Yeah. Like when you when you have factitious disorder, it's not a scary thing that you have it. It's an attention thing. Hypochondria right. is oh my god, like I might have this. It's you a know? fear. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Interesting. But yeah, there. That was my little mental breakdown. It was kind of a mini, but no, I uh, like that one. There I was like a lot of good information. And yeah, we're gonna continue to put these out. I hope you guys are like these. Honestly, <laughs> I know, right? We, oh. We're not gonna make any more promises about. Yeah, no more on. promises. <laughs> I am a little excited just to see that notification pop up on my phone, though. That it came out. That's yeah, little, yeah. It's like oh, diagnosing a killer is updated. Oh. I know it's exciting. <laughs> In the meantime, while you're waiting for your new episode, you guys can follow us on Instagram at diagnosing a killer. We have Twitter at killer diagnosis. Patreon.com slash Diagnosing a Killer if you feel so inclined to donate to the Patreon. And Gmail, Diagnosing a Killer at gmail.com. <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.